Welcome to the Realtor Fight Club, a podcast for realtors where you'll witness a battle of opinions about topics affecting your real estate business. There are many ways for realtors to achieve success. The secret is to find which approach will work for you. Now, always in your corner, here are your hosts, Jen Mertland and Monica Weekly. Welcome, welcome. I'm Monica Weekly, and I'm happy to be here with my super co-host, Jennifer Mertland. Monica, hi. What's up, Mertland? How are you, you know. doing? You know. Ready to rumble. Okay, let's do it. All right, guys, I'm glad you're back. Welcome, and thanks for joining us for another episode of Realtor Fight Club. Today, Jen and I are going to duke it out over this question. I don't know if we're going to duke it out or if we're just going to laugh really hard. We'll see. <laughs> This question is, what do you do about a difficult co-op agent? What do you do if the agent on the other side is less than easy to deal with? Hey, have you ever had this happen to you, Jen? I think I'm usually the difficult <laughs> you one. You are the one. You're the example. You're the do and the don't. I'm just kidding. No, I mean, yeah, my pro- let's think. So we actually had some super funny responses to this one when I posted it. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> but I think like for me, I, I like I think we need to define difficult. So like for me, oh, stupid agents are difficult, but that's not, that that's doesn't not get, huh? That's not fair. They can't help their IQ. I mean, is that what you're talking about? just like being stupid. I don't know. <laughs> but like my biggest problem is agents that where they want to be combative just to be combative. Like, yeah. stop it. Stop like, it. Like they think they're being super representative of their client if they're right. yelling at you. Well, then you freaking look them up. They sold two houses in the last 10 years. <laughs> you know what else makes for a difficult agent is when uh, the response time is less than adequate. Oh, or if they're only emailing and texting you at midnight because they've got four full-time jobs and none of them are real estate. Right. This is this. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> excuse me. You got me all choked up. <laughs> I'm excited okay, about that so one. So we're defining agents uh, for this purpose of this episode. We're defining agents who aren't responsive. Or we're, we're defining agents who are difficult as not responsive, combative. What yeah. else? I mean, I think those are like the, those are the big ones because always the combative ones are the ones that are like, I'm going to fax you the offer and I've been in this Faxing. business. Right. They're faxing you. I had this one guy. Oh my God. He faxed me the offer and the cover letter of, right, whatever. I have an e-fax. I think everybody does. I don't. You don't. I almost got rid of it, but then I was like, we actually use it like once a year. I don't know why. (laughs) Okay. But then the cover letter was handwritten in like scribble, scrabble, scratch, you know, about (laughs) how he was like realtor of the year in 1864. And I was like, nobody cares, dude. Stop. I can't handle it. (laughs) All right. You know what else? I'm going to add this one. I think agents can be difficult when they don't know how to lead their client. Oh my God. Preach girl. Right. This is a problem. This is, you think just because your client said it, that you have to fight for it and that you never, ever talk with them in a way that helps move the ball forward for their own good. You know, and I think because sometimes many, many, many times, 
they hire us to fight them to get them what they want. Right. Right. Like, yeah, they don't often can't understand fully what they want. And it's our job to like, that's why I think all realtors should have a psychology degree, like a PhD yes, in think- psychology <laughs> we do, or absolutely. counseling or social work, something <laughs> like that. All of the that. above. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So we have combative, we have less than responsive or unusual responsiveness, I guess, maybe, yeah. I don't know. Everybody's a little different. And I, I, I don't know that we need to be on top of things in the first 30 seconds, but I also think that 48 hours is not appropriate either. Right. Um, and then somebody that's not or the agents, their client. Like if you don't answer within five seconds, they're like blowing your shit up. Right. Right. Like calm the hell down. All right. So we've got this now. What do we do with them now? What do we do with them? How do you, how do you navigate this? I mean, I, what, here's what I do. I take all the emails they send me. I delete them all. And if it's that, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh my God. If it's that important, they'll email me back. Okay. I'm just kidding. So, all right. So do you handle each of these? Like, have you ever just hit, hit an agent up straight between the eyes with it? Like, Hey, why are you being this way? It depends on the agent. Right. Okay. So like, if, if it's somebody who's like la like responding in a way that's like not helpful, you know, kind of what you described, then I would like to come to an agreement on what our response can be mm-hmm. like a response time or like mm-hmm. whatever the issue is, I'd like to come to an agreement, but let's assuming that they don't want to collaborate and come to an mm-hmm. agreement on this. Mm-hmm. Then I just ignore it and pray for it to be over quickly. <laughs> just push <And> through. <laughs> I mean, what are you going to do? Have you ever had to call a manager on an agent, call their manager? I- uh, I think one time, but that's not really my style. You're not a tattletaler. Tattletale? I'm not. I would key their car first before. <laughs> oh my god! Please do you not know, like, key somebody's car. I mean, I'm just saying. Like, I by the time I get to key in their car, it's like they've been warned. I've been like, <laughs> can we make this better? They've been warned again. Like, I'm not going to tattle because look, these managers they don't do shit. <laughs> Like we are not making friends this episode at all. <laughs> this is awesome. I mean, what do you want them to do? I think if you're if you're going to complain, then you need to have a request. So my are, are we saying that like the manager doesn't know they're combative? I mean, come on. Everybody knows. No, but I think we remember that the contract between that other client and that other office is actually between the broker and the client yeah, and the agent is to be a representative. And if the agent isn't being a representative, then does it make sense to call the actual party responsible right. on the contract? I don't know. I, I haven't done we it either. Rather than king the car. Yeah. Better than king the car. I had to do this a couple of times when I was running the Keller Williams office. So when I was the, what we call team leader or branch manager, um, I had to reach out and settle things, you know, at that level sometimes, but I've never done it as an agent. I don't think, but I would, I would, I would. (laughs) Yeah. I think it just depends on the agent, right? Like if they are being combative, then I, then what you're saying makes sense. Then it makes sense to be like, after the transaction is done, even if you don't want to do it during, cause you don't want to like get them more mad. Just be like, that was less than ideal interaction with one of your agents. Like, I don't know if you've heard this before, or if this is freaking news, Yeah. but like make it noted that I'm not that excited. I mean, there are agents that when they have listings and like 
the client wants to go see them, I'm always, I'm like, Oh God, like in my head. Yeah. Like, please don't like this house. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) You know what I'd like to bring up right now? This is really probably the thing that bothers me the most. And luckily I don't run into it very much, but I'm curious if you guys do. The actual agent that drives me nuts is the one that is so awesome to work with when everything is going perfectly. I mean, they're your best freaking friend. So sweet and darling. And then the minute one of the wheels starts to wobble, they like flip flop on your ass and you, they are they like go insane. devil and they go insane and they, they hate you. It's like, whoa, 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 wait a second. Like, yeah. this is not personal. Where have you gone? Go get, go get yourself. Where, where is yourself? You can be like, did you take your medication today? Exactly. That's the agent that causes me the most angst. Yeah. But you know what? I, um, as you know, I do a lot of cold calling. Yes. So there's some sellers that are like that too, where they like answer their phone and they're like, so nice. And you can, I learn, I can hear it now. I'm like, this lady's gonna be a bitch. (laughs) You can, and then they do, they flip on you. Like they just flip and you're like, holy shit. Where did that come from? That's right. (laughs) Who are you? But I think when people are being like that though, it's then you just go to everything in writing because Mm -hmm. like for me, and I don't know about you, but like, they get me going sideways, you know, Mm -hmm. like they can really get under my skin if they're Mm -hmm. being combative. And then I'm like, why are they being like that? Mm -hmm. You know, and it's like, it's not like you're going to teach them a lesson and you're not going to be like, you need to stop being combative. Mm -hmm. It's like, get me the hell out of here. And so it's like, everything is email at that point and in writing. So true. So true. I think um, this will be a shocker to you. I tried to almost avoid that situation by getting the relationship in the right place from the get-go. Like I'll, I'll try to, um, reward the great behavior. Like, Oh my gosh, by the way, you are like so the awesome at getting back to me so quickly. I just want you to know, I appreciate that. When you put that little nail in, That's then good. they deliver that the rest of the time, you know, or that's I a just, good tip. Yeah. I just love the way you, you're, you're representing your client, but at the same time, I feel like we're working together to get to the end. I love it. I just love that. And then they're like, oh, yeah, you know, they sit up like, yeah, okay. So, um, <laughs> Can I have another treat? I think if we work up front a little bit to, s- to sort of reward, you know, what you are getting in that way, because you know, those agents that call you and they want to show your house and you're like, yes, please sell it. Because I know that even through the hardest of times, yeah. we are never going to let this get personal. Right. I just love that. You know, that's a good, that's really good. I like that little tip. That's also like, that reminds me of the tip that people say, like, instead of, if you're running late, instead of apologizing for being late, thank them for their patience or something like that. Yeah. That's yeah. like along the same lines of what you're saying. It's uh-huh. like the second they do something right immediately be like, wow, you're the greatest at this. And like, yes. thanks for doing that. Yes. Yes. So true. One time I, I, well, several times this has happened. Cause I don't know if you do this, but I fill out the entire bottom of a purchase contract. Girl, you know, I don't feel. I know you don't. I know I do. I'll put your <clears throat> stuff in there, your broker number, your, your broker. I'll wow. put it all in there. My contract will be complete from top to bottom. And one time a guy said to me, we were in multiples. He's like, you got it. And he goes, by the way, you completed the whole contract. Who does that? <laughs> Nobody. I said, well, I do it. But here's what I, you know, the whole time I like wanted to 
like please him or super serve him in that way by always being buttoned up because he was over the top on that thing. So <laughs> he it got works. you. He did. He did. And we had a lovely deal that, you know, was not easy, but because we set that out front. Yeah. But, and I think you're right. And that can work most of the time, but there is times when, I mean, I've had a deal with an agent that was actually like my friend go sideways. Eek. And she was actually known for going sideways. <laughs> oh, God. And so I knew that it was going to happen at some point. It was not a matter of if, it was a matter of when it was going to happen, oh you know? Gosh. And are and you I friends like, today? I was like dreading the whole thing. Like, oh, and you can't say anything, right? No. No. You, well, you can, but I mean, you're going to- And then she like put anything in writing- it was only verbal. I was like, oh my God. Oh, <gasps> yeah, it's brutal. It was brutal, man. We made it through. But so like in that case, cause she was, she know, knew that, you know? So like in that mm-hmm. case, then you're like, per our, you email it, you still put it in writing, like per mm-hmm. our conversations, this is how I understood it. Please let me know if something is, is incorrect. If I don't hear from you, I'll assume this is right. Right. Mm-hmm. Boom. Yeah. With the agent that's so um, hard on uh, getting back to you or is not timely in that way, do you think like setting deadlines in your messages, like where you sort of say, can you let me know by five o'clock today? Does that help? Do you think? I mean, I would say 50-50. 50-50. You might get a little bit more out of people, but not. Probably. It depends on the person. Like mm-hmm. either you're on top of it or you're not, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Even if you're like, Hey, when do you think you can get back to me? Or is it possible to get back to me by five or like whatever it is. Right. Mm -hmm. But see the people that like messaged me at like midnight or whatever, then when I wake up at four 30, I just message them back. I'm the same. I'm with you. Cause I'm a 5am -er and I'm in bed at nine. So Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. Good morning. Thank you for the response. (laughs) Yeah. And they think we're crazy. For like, isn't that a little early to be texting me? Like, isn't it a little isn't it late? late? <laughs> yeah. Don't call even. Like, why are you calling me? So true. So true. I don't know. But then, you, okay, so you have the agents. Then the other ones are the agents that like really just don't know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a, that's difficult because it depends on if they will listen or not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if they're right. difficult, then I'm assuming they're not listening or you just feel like you're doing everything. And that's mm-hmm. super annoying. Mm-hmm. Like who trained you? Who can you ask questions to? It's also an opportunity though, if they are listening or if they're open to it, that you, you can help them without feeling like you're not doing your fiduciary responsibility. You know, you can certainly say, Hey, this is something you're definitely going to want to take to your clients and get their fill. Like you, you can help them be helpful through the thing without jeopardizing your relationship with your client. Don't you think? No, I agree with you. I think that's right. But I also think, I think too, you're bringing up a good point. Like a lot of agents when they are like negotiating or whatever, they're not really thinking about, and you had mentioned this before, they just think it's got to be like verbatim or whatever, but they're not helping anybody think through it. Mm-hmm. So then I'll, I will usually, cause I, I can think of a lot of different, well, I have a minor in philosophy. That's a fun <laughs> fact. I don't think you know that. I didn't think I know that. I almost double majored in philosophy, but then I was like, it's useless. So <laughs> let me just 
finish up and be done. So like, I can think about a lot of things and, mm-hmm. and always, and never come to a resolution too, you know? <laughs> right. Right. But it's like, okay. So if I'm thinking about like, Hey, like for example, we put in an, I was the buyer's agent, shoot me in the head. And I, we wanted to win the bid, you know? Yep. So like I called the inspector, got the inspection. The inspection could be done like the next day. So then I called the agent. I was like, look, here's the offer. It's a really good offer, but like the inspection is in one day. So like theoretically you could keep, keep it, it on. Yeah. Not like, oh, that's a good point. Cause I knew that he would never, right. not because he's, I mean, I don't know him. Right. So I don't know, but like, I just know that most agents would, wouldn't like think all the way through right. what things mean mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or how they could leverage that for their client. Correct. In that case. Yeah. So give them a little layup there. Yeah. You know, Here's be why like, this hey, is a this good thing. That. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yes. All right. Well, Should we go back. I think we need a little break. I need to gather my thoughts. Yeah, I need it. You had some good points in there, Monica. Oh, thanks. So did you, Jen. <laughs> Let's go back to our corner. We're going to take a short break, hear a word from our sponsor. And when we return, we're going to have, this really isn't a punch. We're going to have our final sit down tea. Okay, let's do that. That's good. Do you have an entrepreneur mindset? Do you believe in the power of building wealth versus just selling houses? There's a new kind of business model for realtors, and you owe it to yourself to see why top agents and teams are aligning their future with the fastest growing real estate company in the world. EXP Realty, tomorrow's brokerage today. For more information or a private discussion, go to the Real Estate Fight Club Facebook page and send a private message telling us you'd like to learn more about EXP Realty. Welcome back. Now, before we ring the bell for the final round, Jen, you said you talked to some people. What happened here? (laughs) Well, there were some funny ones, but a lot of people said kind of what what we mentioned here. Like they try to find a common ground. Mm -hmm. They, uh, one person was like, I'm known for calling managers. I was like, "Uh uh-oh. Uh-oh. (laughs) Uh-oh. Then uh, somebody else said that they then like resort to being everything in writing you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is where you I have to know. go. One started off. Well, I try to get personal and I was like, where is this going? Oh. Like, are you going to be like, <laughs> like, are you guys like bedfellows? What do you mean? <laughs> but then he ended up meaning like finding a common ground. You send him pictures of his kids and be like, if you don't get this addendum signed. <laughs> right. Exactly. That's not what he meant. No, no that's horrible. That's yeah. Horrible. But stay tuned. I got a great guest on after. So Oh, cool. Tips. Cool. Cool. Well, I think the like, okay, so let's just ask Jim, what was, what's your kind of biggest recommendation or best recommendation for in general, Difficult. navigating these situations as a whole? I think in general, I'm going to take the stance of like, you're f- like where it's an agent that you're is being combative. Cause that's my, mm-hmm. is to take a breath. Mm-hmm. to formulate a response that's written and just keep your shit buttoned up. Mm-hmm. Don't communicate with them outside of email because mm-hmm. they're trying to get you riled up. That's how they do so. things. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, for me, it's to do the relationship work up front. Shocker. Mm-hmm. It's relationship, right? Even if it's, even if it's a 45 day car. relationship, it's a relationship. Yeah. Do the work up front. 
establish as much as you can strengthen that, that relationship, make sure they understand that you recognize that you need them to get to the finish line and they need you. And I can represent my client properly while also working nicely with you. Yeah. But see, I think this is, this is a mindset thing, right? Like I a hundred percent agree with you and I'm finding that I would say recently more agents are like in line with that thought, Mm -hmm. but like back in the day, that Mm -hmm. was not the thought. You're right. You're right. It's like, I'm going to battle against this person. Like I'm going to get you client everything. And I'm going to be doing that by beating up the other, by beating up the other clients. Yeah. Well, if you look at it this way, there are three relationships that must be aligned in any deal to make it work. And that's the relationship between one agent and one client, Mm -hmm. the other agent, the other client, and then the two agents. I know. That's why we need to talk to each other. That's right. Can we just all get along? Don't be a douche. I like it. Don't be a douche. All right. I think that's going to have to be the end of today's battle. Do you agree with Jen and I? Have you had this kind of experience and, and how have you not have that? You know, they have. Yeah. How many times have you, I guess would be better. Right. Right. Thank you for uh, listening today to our realtor fight club. We appreciate you being here. And of course, if uh, you have questions about EXP or you're interested in finding out what your numbers are, feel free to give me a call at 513-400-1600. Nine one. And thanks, also, uh, thanks, Jen. Also, go to our Facebook page or um, subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Yeah, get it. See you next time. Bye. Bye. All right, everybody. I am here with Karina Tello. Hey, Karina. Hi. <laughs> and Karina is with Kale Realty. Now, she's not only a real estate agent, but she's an investor, a coach. You do international real estate. And you're a triathlete. That's exciting. It is exciting. I love it. How many miles do you, or what is it? Biking, swimming, and running? Swimming, biking, and running. And I just uh, just finished today my training. I'm training for an Ironman in Tulsa, 140.6 miles. Oh, no. That's so far. (laughs) (laughs) It's a long day. But uh, to me, it's a lot of fun. It's basically how I get my mind cleared. And nice. sometimes when challenges uh, faces my way, face my way, I just uh, sit on the bike today for an hour and a half. I run for 30 minutes and then I'm just ready to keep on keeping on. It's that easy. Well, Karina's in Chicago and we'll get some contact information after, but Karina, you're our tiebreaker. So your question is, how do you handle a difficult co-op agent? Well, difficult in regards to what? Well, is there a specific example per se? Um, I think like mostly we were talking about maybe not communicating was like kind of the biggest one. I mean, what's the biggest I, one that I, you've I, seen? I, so I had a couple of them. Yeah, I think this is a very this is a very popular broker here in the city. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he handles. We're talking, speaking of short sales. He handles. So the bank handles him. You know, volume. Okay. So when someone he posts this on social media and such, when someone is requesting this information. Usually, you know, on the feed, I either send my email address, please send forward information, and he usually replies, send email to this email address. So then we, you know, inbox, and for some reason, he's very protective of this information. So it's like too many steps to go there, right? Yeah. 
like a lot of like, hoops okay. to jump through. Why do you think yeah. that is? So, and again, as an investor, we're looking to volume as well. So, okay, yeah. next, next, next. But sometimes I also represent, um, so if anybody that's uh, listening to uh, locally there, if anybody wants to invest here, I'll be happy to have a conversation about that. Nice. I have investors in, in Texas precisely. Okay. And so I am their eyes. I am their everything. So I find this property. I usually just shoot them a quick picture, numbers, this, this. They were from Chicago, so they know the area well. So it's awesome how we do business without yeah. even five seconds. Everything is yes or no. Yeah. So immediately started emailing these folks. It was about midnight and I was surprised that they reply, you know, by email. So anyway, um, immediately I booked an appointment. I want to bring the inspector, everyone. I have three parties to go to. And the gentleman goes, well, in order for us to make an appointment, we have to uh, pre-qualify the buyer. And I'm thinking, I already did that. I don't believe this. And so there are so many steps and then a long email with an explanation of why yes or no and X, Y, C. And I'm thinking by the time that this gentleman is finishing this, I'm closing to transactions on the other side. Right. So I feel like in this particular case, this person is so overprotective that he wants to command everything. And another one big, big of his is the following. He bashes that anybody that wants to go to this properties that are short sale, yeah. they want to low ball it. Right. So what if they want to low ball it? Or if they go as is and they change our mind after inspections and start negotiating, he complains about the fact that they said as is. But guess what? We're in negotiating process. Right. This is all a negotiating. And if I don't like it, there's a middle point. This is not a cookie cutter situation. Most realtors, with all the respect, follows are cookie cutters. Yeah. I, I just had another, okay, here goes another <laughs> transaction <laughs> with a very nice lady. And, and again, everybody's different. I get it. We all have different strategies. She was very open to listen to my strategies, which I appreciated because some attorneys have shut me down completely because I don't yeah. have the owner carry. And I get it. But again, this is a negotiating process. You're supposed to be a representative of your client to the best. Right. So if you have this knowledge, you should practice this, practice in my opinion. So this particular lady was so scared that she transferred all this information to like, like communication from me to the attorney. And sometimes attorneys and the realtor, attorneys feel like, why are they talking to the realtor? Mm. And I didn't want to buy it by bother my attorney because my attorney is already busy. She already understands where I'm coming from. Right. I was communicating to the realtor, the realtor, uh, you know, handles the situation to the attorney. The attorney feels like I'm not up to par mm-hmm. to yeah. negotiate. Right. And I lose a transaction. So like if you were though, so let's go back to the first story about the mm -hmm. agent that it's not that they're poorly communicating, but there's just so many hoops to jump through. How do you handle that? Well, I've done this. This is what I've truly done with him. I think he has the power, but I, I take it upon the fact that you need to represent your buyer seller to the best and yeah. you're not presenting my things. And I'm going to show you that that's your job. So I go straight to the broker. Okay. Again, in this particular case, he's been favorable of the broker, but that's been every step I take when the, I got a, I didn't work on Sundays kind mm-hmm. of listing agent. Mm-hmm. That is a no, no. If I were the seller, I, I she will lose the license. 
We know that. So I go straight to the brokers. I had a lady making very personal comments, same thing. I'm like, just have you any idea? You're not supposed to be saying this on my page on Facebook. Right. Blah, blah. And I literally to the broker, straight to most of the time, the brokers, and again, we go back to the volume. Yeah. The brokers know the laws. The brokers, they're, we are highly protected, highly regulated. Mm-hmm. Can't just be saying and speaking. I love the fact that you're adventurous with your podcast uh, <laughs> because it's just you're uh, perhaps addressing bad practice in the right. industry. But but I I mean I go straight to the source. Yeah, Let's go talk to daddy and mommy. <laughs> oh, you just go straight to tattling. You must have been the baby of your family. I'm the only child. Oh, no. (laughs) Karina. (laughs) That's hilarious. Well, I like it. I mean, it is a good, it is a good idea because it's like, look, if you're not, if you're not playing fair, then we're just going to like stop and we're just going to go straight to the source and get it handled because we're all trying to get to the same end, you know, which is complete this transaction. I also waste my energy and I call, I think, CAR, the Chicago Association of Realtors, they probably uh-huh. know me now. Oh, no. You're on their list. Like, I am. like you're on the speed dial. And there she is again. They listen to me. Like, you need to, um, there's so many steps to follow, but I think I just feel better. And I, then I go, the, the, when I call the managing broker, you should tell them, I have a call CAR and I'm on my way to call the Illinois. I don't even know the name of the entity. They tell them I'm going to call the Illinois it's like Association. The Il- yeah, what would it be? The Illinois well, Realtor? In, in, in Oklahoma was the Oklahoma Real Estate Commission. I know here is, I think, licensing. I gave up and learning all these names. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I think that's where my my um, passion about doing the right thing comes from. Going back to Oklahoma and Tulsa, where it's a state that's very highly regulated because there is no the attorney presence. Mm-hmm. So the brokers have to become this protection body. Yeah. Anything and everything can be get used against you in the real estate industry. Yeah. So um, especially with dealing the monies and the legals and all of that. So I remember, I felt like when I was learning the practice of the real estate and negotiating contracts, I remember having challenges and I felt like I was in law school or when I was practicing law in Mexico. Yeah. I was with my professor and he'll have this story and that's how this managing brokers were. Well, in the code, blah, blah, blah. Some of them were the teachers of this company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it is fascinating to have these conversations. And I think that's what got me to learn so much. And also my clients were so challenging here. I mean, in the States because of the documents that allowed me to learn how to negotiate owner carry, lease options, right. just because I would be asking questions. How do I help this person? No papers, but this money, this, uh, right. so my brokers were like, well, you could do this. You could do that. I had no clue all of this existed, which that's there's the, a lot of investment strategies that a traditional realtor doesn't know for sure. Yeah, that makes sense. That's, but mm-hmm. that's a different podcast. That's a different. <laughs> I really appreciate you being on. So your tip is if it's difficult, it doesn't need to be. So just go straight to the broker and handle it and be done with it. Because otherwise you're going to be, he said, she said, and it's just annoying. wasting your energy. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you are right, of course, if you think you have the right thing, the right, I think the most common complaints that I hear are, 
didn't present my offer, told me that the offer is too low, didn't, well, if there is no pre-approval, I'm with that. I'm not presenting anything because that's not for sale or I'm not answering the calls of houses right. for sale. Right. I mean, that's a no-no or like negotiating for the seller like this broker does. I know it's a bank and I know it's stiff process, but don't negotiate for them. Then make the decisions for them. I don't care how they are. So it is, go straight to the mom and dad and tell them what the issue is and have the broker solve it. Go to your broker too. If you're not familiar with this, if you feel uncomfortable or you are with a broker, like my broker is very lose per se they are we're very highly independent here mm -hmm. they're very independent so if you have a broker or you're in a brokerage that's more conservative mm -hmm. my suggestions go to your broker mm -hmm. and 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 i would hope that that broker picks up the phone and stands up for you yeah hopefully right yeah and if you you're not go find another brokerage right exactly <laughs> seriously there's so many and and it doesn't matter what brand it is, the people is the important part, knowledgeable. Yeah. And someone that says, you know, yeah, that's the stop being babies. Not, not, not like, oh, it's the weekend. Let's call them on Monday. No. Right. No, right. no yes. I get it. Well, if people have a referral in Chicago, um, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Absolutely. I'm all, all over social media with Karina Tello uh, or Karina Tello, but uh, my phone number, area mm -hmm. code 312. Mm -hmm. 388-1418. Okay. Uh, my email address is my first name, Corina, C-O-R-I-N-A, uh, at CorinaTello.com. And uh, my uh, Instagram page is Viva de Tus Rentas. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> exactly. That was, we, never, we didn't think about the name when we thought of this situation. Vive de tus rentas is a, a very colloquial slogan that we would say in Mexico. Oh, what does, we don't know how this person made its fortune. Well, he leads up of his rents. Okay. <laughs> gotcha. Very, they're saying, yeah. <laughs> gotcha. All right. Well, thanks a lot for being on. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you. It was great talking, talking to you yeah. and hopefully we'll chat soon. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Realtor Fight Club podcast. Make sure to hit the subscribe button so you get updates when new episodes are available. And we truly love feedback and would appreciate all likes, reviews, and suggestions for future topics.